why I decided to mix it up, I think honestly, it was because I like being uncomfortable. Maybe <laughs> I think it. I think that it, it, that's what I've kind of learned, at least in, in a little bit of my time, starting to practice more mindfulness and more awareness and more just positivity. I think um, the move, but quarantine in itself, the pandemic, everything that's going on has truly shown me and taught me who I am, who I want to be, and who I want to become. Welcome to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. I'm your host, Kenna Klosterman, bringing you true stories from behind the lens and behind the lives of your favorite photographers, filmmakers, and creative industry game changers. From their struggles to their wins, we get the real human stories about why they do what they do. I believe there is something to learn from everyone's story. Listen, get inspired, and discover why in the end, your creative journey is all worth it. This is We Are Photographers with Elise Swopes, and this is her story. Let's just get right into it. I am super excited uh, for today's guest. She is one of our favorite visual storytellers here at Creative Live. She is full of energy and positivity. Mm -hmm. Her name is Elise Swopes. She is Chicago bred and recently moved to Brooklyn. Uh, and she is a photographer, graphic designer. She is a visual storyteller, as I said, a videographer, a speaker. After we do this conversation, mm -hmm. you've got to go listen to her TEDx talk and go subscribe to her podcast called Swopes So Dope. She has, since 2011, uh, was an early Instagrammer where she first started her own brand and then was able to start working with some of the biggest brands on the planet, Apple, Adobe, Adidas, and so many more. Uh, and she is still discovering what her inner power is. So welcome, welcome to We Are Photographers, Elise Swopes. Thank you so much. That was one of the best intros for me I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Thank you. That was amazing. If I could just keep that and replay it for anyone ever, that'd be great. Well, good news is you can. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll make a little Unless. clip out and send that to you directly. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I'll put it before in my podcast. As long as you give me give me all the rights, hopefully you let me, oh. you know, that'd oh be goodness. great. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> All right. Well, Elise, first of all, super excited again. Thank you so much for joining us uh, once again here uh, from your home to mine, to our audience's homes all over the world. And by the way, again, if you are watching online, let us know where you're tuning in from because we love to give those shout outs. Uh, and so um, I'll be looking for those to come in. So Elise, not everybody knows because you lived in Chicago for so long uh, and you had this incredible view where you would show us the sunrises every morning and so much of your art was Chicago based. Tell us about the big move and also why. Why now? Oh, great question. All good points. Um, yeah, I have, you know, I had a beautiful view. I lived on the 21st floor um, in River North, a gorgeous sunrise every morning. I wake up at 5 a.m. every single day. Um, so seeing the sunrise was just a nice little treat, you know, to set the set the tone for the day. But um, why I decided to mix it up, I think, honestly, was because I like being uncomfortable, maybe. <laughs> I think it, it think that it, it, that's what I've kind of learned, at least, in, in a little bit of my time starting to practice more mindfulness and more awareness and more just positivity I think um, that that kind of shift to from really comfortable and really happy I think was like something that 
you know, could be a story down the line or maybe just, I don't know, help me grow a little bit or help me just see something that I haven't been seeing for a while. And I think it has. It's, it's I mean, maybe that just the move, but quarantine in itself, the pandemic, everything that's going on has truly shown me and taught me who I am, who I want to be and who I want to become. So I, I, there's so many things in there that I wanted to go a little bit further into all the topics, but first of all, the getting uncomfortable. I mean, a lot of, we, we often talk about this, like you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable yes. for growth. Yes. Can you take me back to the, the first time where you, you realized that, <laughs> that, that it was the discomfort that you were probably like, we're all afraid of at first right. and confused as to what to do with, uh, but then realize you come through the other side. Can you, Absolutely. can you take us back to one? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, to be completely transparent, I think it was when I really hit my lowest, it was in 2016, um, specifically where I had just kind of lost my way. I mean, six, externally, maybe I seemed successful. I was still getting jobs. I was still, you know, creating cool art. Um, but I think internally, I wasn't, I didn't know myself. And I didn't really, like, make the right decisions with friends with with just, like, I mean, I, I there was drug issues. I mean, there was just decision making issues. And I think I woke up one day and was like, okay, I need to take responsibility and accountability for the way I feel instead of trying to blame everybody else for the way that they make me feel. And that's where the drugs came involved, like the Xanax and Adderall, these these doctor prescribed things for anxiety and depression and stuff like that, that I thought were trying to help me were actually trying to cover up something that I was supposed to really analyze and work on and kind of just like really fixate on for a little bit. And so that's really what I did. And that point was went cold turkey. Um, I started meditating. I started reading. I started writing. Um, I started waking up at 5 a.m. I started working out. <laughs> and I think that's when everything in my life shifted from it wasn't just me living day to day by fear. It was me really living day to day in excitement for the unknown. It's and it's now it's it's a it's a different feeling. And it's I feel like almost that was a different person a little bit of that that shift. And that's, I think, where sometimes that uncomfortable, like kind of like. The, the the memory I have of being uncomfortable doesn't make me so uncomfortable now because I think back of all those moments that brought me to where I am now, those uncomfortable moments where I did make all those mistakes and failed and stuff where I tried and now I've gotten to this point where I'm positive. I, I feel in control. I, and even when I'm not, it's okay. You know, like it's, 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 a, it's, it's nice. It's nice to wake up and feel good. It, especially like you said, when you have been to those lows, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I also myself have uh, dealt with, struggled with anxiety, depression, and you, you come to realize that, like you just said specifically, once you realize that you are responsible mm -hmm. for everything in your life mm -hmm. and that you have the choice to make uh, mm -hmm. to, to overcome those things, to integrate them, all of that, like that is the pivotal point. And yes. we all kind of uh, realize that in different moments of our life. Um, when we were talking about moving to New York and earlier before we started the show, we were talking about your Creative Live uh, that <laughs> you taught a class at Creative Live. We had such a blast Absolutely. with you in Seattle. Yeah. Uh -huh. But 
you talked you were talking about how much you've grown since then. Mm -hmm. Talk to me more about that specifically and including during this quarantine time, because I've seen some of the writing that you've done on your Instagram posts as well, talking about that. So what have you, we face ourselves. So what have (laughs) you, what have you discovered and grown in these past couple (sighs) of years? I mean, it's interesting, even with quarantine, when it started happening, I was like, oh, well, I've been preparing for this for years now. You know, I'm like, I, I, I'm, I can meditate. I'm, I'm pretty mindful. I'm pretty aware, you know, but I think it was more so now, um, not so much about all the the stuff that that was good for me. Now it's more about, okay, what do I do good for me that's good for others too? And I think that's where the shift happened, where it was like, okay, what's my purpose? What's my mission with all this stuff? Instead of being so aimless in my approach to what I do, like, do I need to create a newsletter just because all my friends have one? Do I need to do Twitch because all my friends do Twitch? Do I need to do a YouTube consistently because all my friends do YouTube? Like, who do I visualize myself as as an older person or as a retired individual or someone who dies and leaves a legacy, who is that person to me? And does this stuff add up and lay the bricks to the foundation that I'm hoping for? And some of that stuff doesn't at all. And a lot of the things that I think the reason why I mean that that's coming to face for me now is because of what's going on because of the uncomfortable positions I put myself in because of the, the, the way that I'm trying to stand up, more for what I have always believed in. It's, it's a different approach now to what I've always felt, but now it feels way more authentic. And I think that anxiety, that depression, that weird kind of like heavy feeling on my shoulders that I've been feeling for years a little bit, even though I've been practicing the mindfulness and awareness is being lifted because now there's like this, this trueness. It just feels right. (laughs) What would you say your mission is now? I think my mission is to push accessibility, to push understanding and to push education and to push um, not holding yourself back. I think I'm trying to at least live by example as much as possible um, instead of trying to recreate other people's stories because that's successful. I think that's really at the end of the day what the purpose is. And what comes from that is some very specific things. I don't know what will come from those. And I hope that I can collaborate with bigger companies and other people to help that happen. But until now, I'm going to keep working as hard as I can so that one day I can make that happen for other people. (laughs) Well, Lise, you already are. Uh, I'm going to give a couple shout outs right now because they're in. Uh, we have um, Abhishek Sharma from India who's saying it, it's really gr- it feels really great and inspirational to listen to you. And then uh, Jai OJ says, I have just learned that other people's opinions are have nothing to do with me. Yeah. And now I don't now I don't worry about other people's opinions. And um, he's tuning in from South London. So it's so interesting how long it takes us to (laughs) realize that we don't need to worry about what other people Mm -hmm. think about us. Um, So I I, it's a it's a beautiful mission. And you already um, are are spreading that, that positivity, those messages, working with the brands, running your own company. Let's go back to when you first 
started with mm-hmm. Instagram itself. And I've read that you weren't even a photo, you know, weren't really doing photography uh, when that all started, but you were early days Instagram. Mm-hmm. So take us back to sort of those origin stories. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, the origin begins as a broke college dropout, to be honest, with a broken iPhone 4. I had a cracked iPhone 4. Um, the screen was just in shambles. And I, I really had nothing. I mean, I could barely, I, I, I could I say I barely, but like I couldn't, I didn't pay my rent. My mom helped me a ton all the time. Um, and I just was living day to day with kind of no direction, no purpose as to what I feel right now. Um, just being a, just young though, of course. I mean, I'm tw- 20 years old, 1920. I mean, there's no, there's, I, you think you know everything then, and it's a, <laughs> yeah, but you really don't know much. Um, and of course, people know stuff, but I, I had a lot to learn through experience, of course. But um, so through that, that desperation, through that struggle, through having nothing, I found this free platform, Instagram, where you know there was really not much happening on there, but I found this really cool community of people who created with their iPhones. I was able to shoot with my iPhone 4, to use free apps to edit, um, and being a, 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 a graphic designer since I was about 9 or 10 years old, I owned my first website when I was 11 um, and designed it myself, and and honestly, that's that kind of inspired, I think, that that kind of surrealistic, interesting, different approach to shooting and photos. And I think that's kind of where, like, I, I just kind of built something for my own on Instagram because there wasn't anyone doing that. There wasn't anyone kind of going outside the box and putting drafts in their photos or mixing it up and kind of cutting it apart um, in these really intricate different apps like Art Studio and um, Snapseed. And I was just really, like, acting like there was no limitation, you know, there, to me, when I, and I, this is still the, the way I talk, and this is why I talk about accessibility, and the way I want to inspire people is that, you know, if I can come from having nothing, absolutely nothing, and, um, and build something for myself through this, and, but still have access to a phone, which a ton of people do, you, you go to certain places, and you realize that everyone has a phone somehow, regardless of really what they're going through, Um, but I still think there should be accessibility. Like people should have free phones. They should have, they should have access to free phones, I believe. Um, and so that's the type of stuff I'm trying to work on is like using my past experience and my, my actual story to be able to make a change because that's where the truth comes into play. That's where it's actually real life example. Um, but eventually, uh, going back into Instagram, I, I just was posting consistently all the time and eventually Instagram made me a suggested user and the suggested user list at the time was this list that kind of pops up when people sign up for Instagram and it shows you, you know, who's doing Instagram right. You should follow these people, you know, let them set a a tone and a standard for how you should create. And so from that, I gained about 100,000 followers within a few years. And of course, Instagram changed up quite a bit uh, within those t- those years and the, the 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 explore page changed, algorithm changed, the all everything changed, and I, I think I just had to kind of learn to do it on my own, and so I kind of gained the rest of 150,000 myself by just being consistent, by being myself. You know, sometimes people are like, "How do you use? How do you have a theme on your page? How does it all look so good together?" But I just tell them, 
Like it has everything to do with me doing what I love by listening to my gut. That's where my theme is, is I'm my theme. <laughs> so um, just being, trying to, trying to like be myself a lot um, has been difficult. And that kind of, I mean, that stems from just like high school and middle school and, and Instagram. I mean, it's all very political no matter where you go in your life. And you have to either fall victim to a lot of the pressure, a lot of the you know comparison, or you can keep being yourself and have your failures, have your lessons, have your successes, but also just know that you're still being your authentic self. And that's what makes you last. You know, that's really what it is, but sometimes it takes a long time for you to kind of see, you know, those seeds you plant kind of come through the dirt. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I think that Instagram has blessed me a ton. I think sometimes, of course, there's a lot of fear of where that's going. I mean, that's my job, so um, I, I try not to rely on it too much. And that's where even times like this, where you know, as much as I am blessed still with a lot of different gigs with it, I think. Um, it's the wake up calls. Okay. Well, if this went away tomorrow. What am I really doing? You know, what can I create within myself that no one else can take away? And so that's where that mission, that purpose kind of shifted quite a bit. Well, I think there's such importance, like you said, in realizing uh, that you are the only you mm -hmm. and you, nobody else can do that or take that away from you. And so earlier you were talking about, well, my friends are doing Twitch. Maybe I should do that. You know, the blogging and the regularity of all these things. But if you don't listen to your gut and to what it's telling you that you want to do, like if you don't want to do things, you're not going to do them well, usually. Right. Mm. Uh, and, yeah. and so a couple of things I want to go back to the giraffe. Okay, yeah. so you being you, you adding your little, you know, magic and creativity, because what you post for people who, for the non-282,000 people that are not following you yet on Instagram, uh, one of your themes is the giraffe. So yeah. take us to the giraffe and how that is integrated into your creativity and the art that you create. Yeah, of course. The giraffe. Uh, is very accidental, uh, to be quite honest with you. I think initially I was, I was putting lots of different animals in my art. I was doing like monkeys and wolves and um, elephants. And I think something about the giraffe in Chicago's architecture just worked. And the more I kind of do like interviews and people ask me about it, I think I kind of talked myself through what it really was. Is it's It's the composition I think <laughs> I think it's the contrast between kind of like a a gritty kind of city that's kind of known for just you know a little bit of negativity but also it's beauty um and just contrasting that with this big bright yellow sometimes orange depending on the edit uh <laughs> giraffe you know and it, and it I think it's tall buildings are tall um it looks really well but I also, I think in due time, have become friends with it. And I think my followers have too. We've personified it in a way where it's actually kind of like a thing. I have giraffes like all over my apartment. I have a stuffed one to the side of me right here that I always keep around. Um, it's it's like, you, sometimes if I don't post it in a while, someone will ask me where it is, you know? So that's, they hold me accountable, but I think it's, that's fun. And I think it's, I, I owe that to them. I do. I truly, for keeping me 
on top of it, but also reminding me why I do it. <laughs> well, that was one of your recent posts on Instagram was uh, New York City now. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you often involve water as well, whether that's a waterfalls or rivers going through the city uh, and, and the giraffe. And you said something on the post like, you know, you were, you were reminded again about why you do what you do. And, mm-hmm. and so tell me more about like falling to the wayside. Is it quarantine? Is it just like trying to figure out, is it a new city? Like, and, and what, what brought you back? Is it the, the giraffe and, and water itself? And tell me about the water and the waterfalls too. Um, well, Honestly, I haven't really gone out to shoot much here because of like the the because of COVID. Um, and I I have asthma and I'm very scared of getting sick. And I've been hospitalized for my lungs before, so I've just I'm like very weary about going out about it. And that's the worst part. I want to go shoot. I just got a scooter too, so like it's I'm trying to scoot around. And like it's the best kind of shooting to me is like scootering around, getting it, and leaving. Um, but I think that's something that's been kind of weird. Uh, but also I think too, you know, with everything happening, there's so much more important stuff kind of, you know, you try to like, think about how are you making sure that you're still empathetic to everything that's happening to people who are still dying. I have friends who have grandparents who have died from COVID, Um, you know, I'm sending them, I'm so sorry, you know, sending all my love while thinking about what I should post for the day. Like, it seems a little weird, you know? Um, so I think that's sometimes where it comes into play is just, you know, new city and then this, this COVID and then like, also like all the injustice that's happening too, you know, like it's that everything is hitting the fan, but I think it's important to hit the fan because now we're seeing really what's important, what's um, like for me, you know, what's my mission? What's my purpose? Who am I trying to cultivate a community for? It's not like, there's no more room for like, what do you think? What do you know? Like it's, there's, it's, it's all about just like being very empathetic and and real and honest. And that's trying to, that, that sometimes is not pretty, you know, that's not Instagrammable. That's sometimes not creative. It's not, it doesn't feel good you know so sometimes I have to take a week or two to like sit with myself and be like okay what am I really trying to do and that's that's it's all coming into play well to your point um on on top of quarantine we are in the midst of a revolution black lives matter and you know like you said the social injustices that are finally becoming more talked about, uh, you know, mainstream, if you will, that's a, a you know, strange way to put it, but, I but know. <laughs> has, has being in a new city, New York, where there's, is so much going on, um, different than if you were in Chicago or, or what, how is, how is this experience for you as, especially if you can't, if you, you know, aren't necessarily going out protests, you know, all of that to, you know, cover those because of, Mm -hmm. of the asthma and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. It's, I think this is why I'm here just to open my eyes, to see more, to know that there's more to be done, to understand that 
I'm not just going to live in a 21st floor and an ivory tower in River North in Chicago. Like, uh, like I, in New York, I, I'm, I'm lower. I've, I'm in a different neighborhood. I see everybody. I see everything that's going on. I hear everything. I am just more in tune. And I think that's what I needed because I think I was just like almost separating myself too much. And this is where I started my mentor program. I have 17 mentees, 15 of them are black. Um, I, I started like, um, I started a, a Swope Shares project where I uh, feature a photographer that's uh, not known where I edit their photo and they get surreal and cool and I, I interview them and share their story. Um, I honestly think this brought me to a place of just like humanizing everything. And it seems really ignorant and stupid almost because it's like, why haven't I known that the whole time? But like, it, it's like, it just feels like this is the time for me to just be real and honest about my ignorance, to be honest with you. I'm not afraid to be honest about the stuff that I was afraid to talk about, to, to say that I was afraid to speak up, to say that I was you know, maybe enabling certain people or certain situations by not saying the right thing, you know, like there was tons of events I would go to and I'd be the only black person and I'd be, I'd say something sometimes, you know, I'd send an email afterwards or something, but like, why in the moment of, wasn't I like, okay, what's going on here? Why is there no black people? Why aren't you held accountable? You know, like saying something, but like the me now is like, I'm going to say everything that I think I'm going to trust my gut I'm going to trust my intuition and the feeling that I get because it's real and that's like something I've been pushing but like pushing back for many many years is like no more ignoring the intuition because more times than not it's always right <laughs> right and that's I mean that's what I feel like makes or breaks our, not only our day, but feeling true to ourselves. What, let's go back to, to childhood. <laughs> and mm. I know you were homeschooled yeah. um, by your dad until uh, third grade, mm -hmm. uh, that you, you talk about kind of being introverted. And like you said, you built your own website in sixth grade right. <laughs> like, or we're building it for <laughs> others or um, I mean take us back to that take us back to you know was there uh, growing up as a in a biracial household um, you know it w how did all of those things sort of influence you who you were um, and who you become oh my uh, so much honestly my dad is a black man he is darker than your average black man. Um, when we were growing up, he was homeless. He was living in his car while my mom, who's white, Irish, German, green, hazel eyes, blonde hair, was being really successful and winning in, at life. And I think for a very long time, when you're young, you don't really realize what's going on. When my parents are divorced, too, since I was really young as well. So my dad would come and like, uh, take care of us and teach us during the day. And then my mom would go to work and, you know, just, you know, be successful. And it seemed like that to me was always the experience I kind of had was just seeing the two sides of what like life is. Um, 
And it always made me really empathetic. I always had talked to different people. I have tons of different friends in every kind of ethnicity, every everything. Um, I am understanding. I am, I communicate. I mean, all my mentees are completely different and we all get along in every single sense of the way, but some of them are completely different than me. Um, but that's what I love. I love difference. I don't, I don't, I don't, I would be worried if all my friends were the same as me. Um, and that's kind of a community I don't want to embed almost. Um, but like, I don't know. I, Yeah. Sometimes I go off the rail and talk a little bit, but. Um. Well, I asked you like five questions in one. So <laughs> that was my bad. No, it's okay. Um, I, I mean, I think that, but that concept of from early childhood, seeing many sides of life, like you said, from having a, a father who was in his car to a mother who was successful, you know, and, and yet integrated into your daily life. Um, that's a lot to take in as a, as a child Absolutely. and especially those early years where we're sort of living an emotional life mm-hmm. and, you know, that, that taking it all in. Absolutely. It's, I Go mean, ahead. sorry to interrupt you, but I mean, and I think you even asked me about being like a mixed kid, like me individually having to go to school and like, I think. I was really kind of lonely for a really long time when I was a kid and I had a lot of emotional issues. I would cry a lot. And I think it was because I really didn't look like anyone. And I think when you're that young, you don't realize that there is a separation that happens naturally a little bit, but not on purpose. I don't know how to explain it, but I think that was what happened in middle school and in high school where there was sometimes I had to pick a side, like, am I more black or am I more white? Like, there's no culture for mixed people. Like, you just don't, have, like, that doesn't exist, you know? Um, so I think that was a lot of my struggle for a very, very long time is who am I to myself or who am I to people and who am I to my family even, you know? Like, going to different family functions, um, you know, with my parents being divorced, my mom being from Wisconsin and me having to go to, you know, an entire white family for Thanksgiving and holidays and stuff. And then going to my other side and being the lightest person at the things, you know, it's like, it was weird sometimes, but that's, but that's, it's, and it's a weird thing to talk about even now because there's more important things happening, you know, and I try to try to not be like, oh, you know, my mixed problems, my light skin problems, you know, because there's a thing about that where like, Sometimes we may try to, you know, push the narrative that light-skinned people have more issues than darker-skinned people because of that separation, because of that difference. But at the end of the day, it's really all systemic, and it's not anyone's fault. And what I try to do is not limit my speech on what I say, but just watch and have tact on on what is the real problem at hand, you know? Well, and to that point, I mean, you you are who you are going back to Mm -hmm. we're all individuals and all we know is our own experience. And, you know, that's, that's all you can do is, is be you and, and know what your experience is. And I I just want to give some, some shout outs. Uh, Kate is saying, I agree with what you're saying so much right now. 
Um, Tony is commenting about being brave and generous of you. Uh, and, and so, and long comments, I'll have to, you know, go and, and read that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, inspiring folks with anxieties and doubts, tearing down walls between what we want and what we think we are capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's like you said, I mean, we're all learning um, and, and, you know, what implicit biases we might all have and, and, you know, being complicit and, and all of these things. And, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, and yet, you know, like you said, you're, we can't minimize ourselves either for, mm-hmm. you know, who we are and what we're doing. Um, right. and, and so I want to talk about your podcast, yeah. switching gears, <laughs> switching gears, slopes. So dope. <laughs> I love it. Um, I've been listening and, and I, I, what was the origin for starting the podcast? And, um, I know you kind of, you always go through sort of three topics and, um, and ranging from, well, you tell us, tell us about the podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I love your intro, so I wouldn't let you keep going. Um, but yeah, the, the podcast, um, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed yet, but I like to talk. Uh, and I could talk for a while. And I think I, I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. I think my podcast was a long time coming because I had a lot of fear about maybe not knowing enough or not ha- like trying enough or just being afraid of like what it entails. Maybe it's too hard. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. But it really wasn't. Uh, my first podcast I recorded through my laptop. And <laughs> I had no mic. I had no editing on it. It was a whole mess. It sounded horrible. Um, and, but I think people liked it and they liked what I was saying and I was like, okay, so I'm gonna do the next one. But that one, I was like, I think I had like, I was like two wine glasses deep, um, which gave me less nerves, which was really helpful. Um, so I try not to, uh, I don't do that anymore. I think I'm on my 28th episode or maybe about 29, maybe 30. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but I don't drink during them anymore. I'm not as nervous and I have organized very well with them. And I feel like I'm trying to just, and the thing is, is when I do them, it's not about me acting like I know everything. It's me studying and reading books and just like putting everything together so that we can both learn together about what's necessary, but also me sharing my experience through each of those topics. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the podcast is, uh, it's random, but I don't have any guests. I, uh, and it's just me talking sometimes with tw- 30 to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, but yeah. Well, what I appreciate about it, like you said, is you, um, you, you talk a lot about presence and you talk a lot yes. about, uh, you and I have one of the same favorite <laughs> authors, Eckhart Tolle. Oh, he's and, awesome. Yeah, and and this sort of mission to also help people with actual real tactical things that they can do, mm-hmm. uh, as you talk about, to help yourself with those anxieties, with those depressions, mm-hmm. with those anything that's sort of rocking you um, and, and those routines. So. Can you, I'm can you talk to see like what topics I like have to see, this is, I've done so many now that I have no <laughs> idea what I've even talked about. Like, cause I'll just, <laughs> the last one I did was on emotions and restorative justice and personal growth. 
Um, I think I did one on stress, leadership, and balance. Oh, this is my favorite one, though. Accountability, self-respect, and Mondays. The reason why I talked about this is because I, some of them, I'll be so inspired by what's going on, obviously, and I just have so much to say that I don't think there's enough for me to tweet about it or anything. So this is why I think that I try to do these, and I think that's kind of why it started, maybe. Um but the Mondays one started because, like, I just always saw people complaining about Monday all the time. And I love Mondays and I used to hate them. So I was like, I need you guys to understand why I love Mondays and how you can love Mondays, too. So that's why do you love Mondays? Why do you love Mondays? Mondays, I think, are the beginning of the unknown. There's so many opportunities for an amazing week for you to write your intentions down, to write your to-do list, to think about your tasks, to conceptualize an intention for yourself in order to create the life you want. Like, I didn't even realize that that's how exciting life was until I started thinking that way. But it takes a lot of years to, to shift the mind. Well, here's the interesting thing about Mondays is, like, mm-hmm. with so many things in this world, like, time is a construct of society. Yep. Like, what is an actual Monday? I mean, mean, granted, society has created a typical work week or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, like, time is just a construct, which is why, talk to us about your meditation um, and and this concept of of presence uh, for you. Presence is everything. Um, I've, I mean, I'll, I'll get pretty honest right now, too. I've never really been a religious person. I had never really believed in God very much. Um, but what I think is God now is presence. I think God is everything. I think God is just our ability to be aware and to be mindful and to be empathetic and to be loving and to be kind to ourselves. Like, that is God to me. And that's the coolest thing about presence I figured out is, like, just... There's no more worry. There's no more stress about the future or the past, even though sometimes, of course, that's necessary because you just got to figure stuff out and learn from it. But I think there's so much opportunity now for me in the present and I see it like manifest. I see it happening in front of my eyes. So there's never a day in my mind where I'm like, okay, this isn't working. Like it definitely works. (laughs) So I think that's why just trying to remember that 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 works to remember the outcomes to remember that there will be struggle and you know with things nothing's ever going to just be perfect and easy but that's where lessons come from and that's where growth happens absolutely and it it is in like you said um feeling those emotions but as they are uh, like you said you talked to have an episode about emotions and emotional life and that it's real. Like let yourself feel those emotions and, and those things can fuel you. So, you know, let's talk more about you and your creativity and sort of this, how did you develop this style of integrating sort of the the graphic design with the photography and creating everything on your phone um, or a lot of it, not necessarily anymore, but um, (laughs) the edits on, on mobile and, Um, how did you develop into your style? I think it has everything to do with my limitations. I think I'm such a 
a person who sees the limitation and I try to push past it as much as I can um, and show people that it's possible, that you can do it, that I can do it, um, and just show myself that I can do things. I don't know. I'm a very, I maybe get it from my mom and my dad, but my mom especially, she's always been really, really hard worker and like always trying to like just do better and, and do do more than ne- than what's necessary. And like for me, I do like to give a little more. And so that, that, that might... Um, come into play with my art is just seeing what is there for reality whether it's like the you know skyline and 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 architecture and then looking at like you know what don't we have in Illinois um we don't have mountains we don't have waterfalls and we don't have giraffes so um uh, you know I don't I don't I guess I just think about how can I fill that empty space? How can I make it different? How can I take us out of reality for a second when sometimes reality can be a little messy and, and weird? Um, and, you know, maybe it's in my, my subconscious, uh, but it's not intentional all the time. It's not like when I'm putting together a piece, I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be inspiring. This is supposed to, you know, be the duality of, of whatever. It's, it's honestly, sometimes I just feel like, okay, I think a, a waterfall would look good here for some reason. <laughs> um, and it just, I don't, it just feels right. Uh, but I, I think I just, I, I do like to fill empty space, truly. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Filling empty space, because yeah. isn't that what creativity is, right? Like mm-hmm. a blank slate, a blank space. Yeah. That, especially when you allow your your mind, your sort of your magic to create things that aren't there. And this, you wrote something, um, you said just on a recent IG post, uh, admiring what I can from reality and adding a little bit of my own magic. Absolutely. Um, Where do you think magic for us all as individuals sort of comes from? I think it comes from our soul. I think it starts with love. It starts with kindness. It starts with no judgment. I think that's where magic stems from. It doesn't come with questions. It doesn't come with, um, you know, doubt. I don't know if I said doubt yet, but uh, I think that it just, I think that's what magic is. It's like that. And, and I mean, it could be magic, like, you know, here's a, uh, a deck of cards. Let's pick your card type of thing. Like, sure, <laughs> that could be in comparison of, but like, there's a magic that we all have within us that is so pure and so authentic, separated from our mind, you know, where our brain is always, you know, trying to problem solve and, and try to protect us and do all those things sometimes at a fault, where our soul at the end of the day is super authentic and loving and just wants to try and, and grow and do better and to be good with everything. And sometimes we just got to like, figure out who's being right in the moment. Like, is it our brain or is it our soul? But our soul is always, always right. And so that's where I think that that magic for me kind of stems from is just trusting that magic and knowing that sometimes the magic might not be felt by other people, may not be bought by other people, but it's my magic. And that's the type of community that I need to try to remember that I want to create is I don't want to have to keep begging people to be a part of my life. I want people to be a part of my life because they want to be, because they actually care about what I'm doing, because they they like what I'm doing. Um, but that takes a long time to learn. You know, I, I think for a long time I was begging people to be in my life, you know, people that seemed cool, 
cool or, or, or did stuff or whatever. I don't know. But um, I'm just trying to be a little bit more intentional with with my community and what I'm what I'm enabling at the end of the day. And again, to what we talked about earlier, I mean, that's this this concept of seeking validity from other people um, wanting to be in the cool you know, with the cool kids. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that goes back to middle school, you know, yes. <laughs> and, and then versus finding your own validity and, you know, ah. and, and self-worth in yourself. And I think that that magic is, you know, is going back to that imagination that we, mm-hmm. that we lose as often lose, don't all lose, um, right. that, and becoming adults or whatever, uh, getting into this mental world or fear-based world. And, mm-hmm. and it is that art and creativity that can bring us back. Um, you know, especially right now in these times of quarantine and these times of Black Lives Matter and, and really um, seeking out ways to process things, injustices, you know, just things that are scary uh, in terms of the, you know, getting sick, you know, all, all of it. Um, and, and so that imagination, you, um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to see more uh, 3D work oh. in what you're creating. Uh, tell us about sort of some of the new things that you're you're exploring for yourself. Um, in for your work. Lot, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, thank you. Of course. Um, I I was trying to paint for a little bit too. That didn't work out so well. <laughs> Um, I like uh, um, pastels, though, so I think I might keep doing that, but I haven't had any time. Um, 3D design, for sure, is one of those. I still have so much to learn. I've been doing um, tutorials, every tutorial I can find online. Um, I've been doing every type of search. Um, I just, I want to just learn as much as I can because I feel like I've been holding myself back from that fear, that, that weird fear where you're like, it could be harder. And I don't even want to know if it's hard. Like, I don't know where that comes from, but it happens. Um, but I, I think also, uh, I started, I went back to my, my original kind of love for illustration as well. So I started, um, playing around in illu- playing around in, in Illustrator and creating this Swope's giraffe uh, illustration that I have. Uh, I have it linked on my Instagram, but I've just created this character out of this giraffe, um, like in different rooms and different scenarios and stuff like that. And I think that's something too where I just forgot how much I love doing that for some reason. Um, and I hope that I mean I'm not I'm not I don't think I want anything to come from it, but I hope that um, it it. I hope I continue it and and stay consistent with it because it really does bring me joy. Um, And I guess those are the things right now I'm really trying to hang out with and try because when I sat down a few weeks ago or maybe it was a month ago or two, um, I was really real with myself. I was like, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) I just really was just trying to figure out like, where are you trying to go? Who are you trying to be? What do you love? Like, and it may seem like from the outside, of course, I've got so much stuff going on. I have so much success. I've done over 100 brand projects. That's great, whatever. But, like, if I don't know where I'm trying to head to, if I'm just aimless and just ta- like checking things off and just cashing checks, like, really, what is the point, like, to any of it? And it's 
there wasn't. It didn't feel like there was anything. And now it feels like there's an actual point. There's an actual position and place where I hope to be in time. But if things change, that's fine. I'll, you know, but it feels better because it doesn't feel like distraction is, you know, that heavy. It doesn't feel like anxiety is that heavy when I see something you know, a friend is doing or being successful at, and it doesn't feel like a loss to me. It doesn't feel like a jealousy where it's like, oh, you know, maybe I lost something from that. Like, it's more like an excitement now. It's like, I can be happy for everyone and everything because there's enough room for everyone to succeed. There's enough room for everyone to do what they love. If you just be authentic to yourself and your experience and your story. <laughs> what are what are some of the things that you've learned to let go of? Again, that we were saying like, oh, my friend's doing this. It looks successful. I got to try that. I got to try this other thing. Um, <laughs> what are some of the things that you realized you didn't really want to do? Um, I think just like having to be like so consistent all the time with like YouTube and Twitch and stuff. Um, I didn't have to like be like, oh, like, posting a new YouTube every week or showing everyone my food or something. I don't know. Like if I don't feel like it's authentic, if I don't feel it like in my gut, like I should not be doing it. And <laughs> I think that was kind of like the things that I'm just trying to just lean towards. I also have been removing like some friendships, you know, some connections with people um, just based off the, mentality of realizing like maybe some friendships are one-sided you know maybe you're being used maybe someone's not doing what they're supposed to do you know just cutting certain people off and cutting off certain situations and energy that's been given um so I think that was a lot that was a lot too is just to prune out personal um and external I I often say that my daily practice is letting go and that and, and that's sort of some of the themes that I hear you talking about whether that's unhealthy relationships whether that is you know yeah toxic people in your life that you're just holding on to for some other reason or right. all these things that you think you should be doing um whereas if your gut isn't telling you that your intuition your soul isn't singing it uh, right. then again it's not um stop moving you forward with that growth that you you have been talking about um, so well. So I, I, I mentioned it earlier, but you have on your Instagram, you mentioned it earlier too, um, these on your Instagram stories, these beautiful daily, is it is it every day that you do your reminders, yeah. mm -hmm. your, your writing, uh, and then you narrate it with your own voice, which I just happen to love. Um, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> so are you Tell us about those, and then are you writing those again? Talk to talk to us a little bit about your morning routine, and are you writing those every day? Uh, um, yeah, those I like to call them reminders um, because I mean I, I call them reminders because I think we all know like what I'm saying. There's just sometimes we forget, um, and I and I think that the greatest thing is me not pretending like I know everything. I'm really trying to remind myself too, and that's really where it came from. Is me being in that, like I talked about that position of being so low and so lost and kind of just trying to reestablish like my thinking in my, my habits and the way that I wanted to be. And that started with writing and, and just trying to ingrain my gratitude and ingrain, um, an affirmation, so to say, you know, like I just really 
wanted to make sure that I was practicing what I preached <laughs> and um, and that had to entail me sitting down for you know an hour or 30 minutes or sometimes two hours when I first started uh, it was like there would be days where I could like get something out and there'd be days where I was like I don't want to write I don't want to feel anything I don't want to do anything I'm just like whatever I have no, nothing to say but I would sit there and I'd make myself do it and now it feels like like me pushing myself to go a little bit past that besides being tired and my brain kind of like pushing me to give up. Um, it's taught me a lot and it's helped me grow so much with just the way that my brain naturally reacts and responds to things. Um, so the writing is, it's not, I, and I, I don't like to say it sometimes, but I guess it's true. I don't like things that are very corny. <laughs> I don't like stuff that's too like, just like, Oh, you know, everything's great. Like, I think my reminders are very realistic. They're very approachable and they're very just like, you got this, you know, like it's, it's very just smart and not like, um, it's, it's very like factual, like not, you know, science. It, I like science and I like, um, you know, just stuff that makes sense. And I think they just make sense sometimes. And that's just what I wanted and what I needed sometimes is something that just made sense. And so I kind of made what I needed and what I lacked and was consistent with it for like, I think it's been like four years now that I've been writing them almost um, every single morning. I've written them when I was out of the country. I've written them when I'm uh, traveling and, and, and on a gig when I'm busy in the middle of something because so, I've been posting them at the exact same time every single morning, um, no matter where I am in the world. And uh, I, it's, it's interesting. It's, I think sometimes people come up to me more now about them than they do my actual art. <laughs> and they'll say, you know, I love your morning uh, quotes. They, you know, they've changed my life. They've, I, there are some people who've told me that they've, you know, they quit their job and they started their personal project and it just makes them happier every single day. Some people started an LLC for their business. Um, some people picked up photography. Some people picked up like different things. I mean, if that's like, if I can enact a little bit of change just by sharing stuff that I need myself that that's like that's that's that gives me enough joy to wake up every single day but it also is a lot of pressure because <laughs> sometimes I still don't want to write but I do it anyway so those days when I don't feel like writing I might like so the nice part about my writing is that all of it's on Twitter and I'll post a tweet of it every day and that's where I write it too so I'll write in my tweet, and I've been doing that for since the beginning, and I like writing in the tweet because it has a certain amount of characters, so I don't go over or under or whatever, so I have a very specific um, amount of words. So I'll write it in there, and then I'll tweet it. Um, but it's also kind of nice because Twitter gets to be like my database for it all. So if some days I don't feel like writing, I'll just go into Twitter and be like, well, how am I feeling today? What do I need to hear? You know, I'll just like type in my name, my Twitter name, and like type in a word that I maybe have talked about in one of them and like copy and paste that one. But I might like shift it around or change it because what I realized is like when I was tweeting them in like 2017, that 2017 me was very different from the me now. And there was words that I would say that I was just like, uh, and there was things that I didn't believe still that were like two that that I've shift thinking about, you know, um, since then. And so I'll change some of the words or some of the the, the meaning of it. But um, other than that, it it that's it's a it's the been the best thing for me. The best, best, best. 
Well, it really kind of sums up everything that you've been talking about in terms of, you know, dedicating yourself to something, being consistent, um, getting, you know, the mornings that you don't want to do it or middle of the nights, wherever you are in the world, like that's putting yourself in. Oh yeah. In In my voice too. I was terrified of recording my voice on there. Like someone was like, oh, you should record your voice. And I was like, I don't think so. That sounds corny and weird and horrible. And and I did it one day and then then everyone's like, oh my God, keep doing it. Keep doing it. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, it adds an additional for me it adds an additional layer of your so nice. your voice like it's I can't literally to it sometimes <laughs> it's I know my that voice. I'm like I'm like no 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 that's enough but some days I'm like oh I'm actually it's again I'm getting better at it I would love to do some voice acting so I think it's now Ooh. it's me actually like having fun with it and seeing if I can you know inflect here do a little bit of there just at least show a little bit of emotion because when I'm recording sometimes I actually have like a smile on my face because I think you can hear the smile you can hear the facial expressions in it and I try to just embody that as much as I can and you do but and 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 so going back to like that you're fulfilling your mission thank you um, of all those things that you just talked about like we never know how somebody is going to take what you've written or said that day and because we're all in different places, like you said, you are three years ago, today, tomorrow, like what we take in means something different based on our experiences up until that exact moment. Right. Exactly. So I want to wrap it up cause it's already, I can talk to you, you know, no, I know, on no. and on and on. Uh, <laughs> but, um, this concept of for your, for Swope So Dope, your podcast, um, you talk about, you know, positivity first, mm-hmm. uh, with positivity first, I forget how it is exactly, but you know, anything is possible. Oh, uh, yeah. what does that mean to you? And, and what do you hope that, you know, you can impart cause some final words for, for our listeners, viewers. I think that we just have to know that there's never an end and there's always a beginning. Um, and that's where I think positivity comes from is just realizing that, you know, like, I mean, there's unlimited opportunities, unlimited possibilities, unlimited just feelings and expressions that we can attach to that can shift everything. And I, for one, have been in my past, and I apologize for any trigger warnings, but have been suicidal, have been you know, to hospitals, have been in psych wards, have been in situations where I felt like my life was over and I didn't want to live. But that positivity for me with that first, with that practice, with that consistency, I promise you any, anything is possible. Well, thank you for your vulnerability, um, your, your being honest and real, uh, because that is what connects us all. And that is what allows hopefully, you know, somebody out there who has gone through similar experiences, um, to, you know, to hit them at that right moment. Uh, and cause life ain't easy (laughs) and yet we are in control of what we choose to do. And, and, uh, you know, that's what I take away from learning from you as well. Uh, and gotta take back that control. That's right. That's right. Elise, thank you.
thank you mm-hmm. so much for being on the show, um, for everything you do. Where can people follow you, find you, uh, do, you know, see what you're up to, watch your videos, all of it. <laughs> you can find me at Swopes on Instagram, S-W-O-P-E-S. Um, on Twitter, at Swopes too. I tweet a lot. So you can find all my all my complaints, all my positivity, all my things. This is the thing about positivity, though, and I like to explain to people is it's not perfect. Positivity is still very real, and it could be negative sometimes, and it could be in your face a little bit. But I think with positivity, there comes, you know, not running away from stuff, being being very aware of what's happening and taking action with it and accepting it, not so much as, you know, allowing it to happen, but accepting it so you can make change. So, um Something I like to remind people of, of my positivity. But uh, yeah, at Swopes everywhere, at least Swopes. And Swopes So Dope, my podcast can be, I think it's on like Apple, uh, Podcasts, Google, Spotify, everything. All of it. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your yeah. favorite podcast apps. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I, I do want to comment and thank you for saying that positivity does not always equal Oh, let's be positive. It, it doesn't equal fake positivity, I guess. No. Uh, and and that, you know, that joy is feeling all of those emotions. And so that positivity too is 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 just realizing, you know, that what we are and who we are and appreciating that, you know, for what it is. I'm Kenna Klosterman and you've been listening to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. We originally recorded this episode live on Creative Live TV. That's our new live stream to entertain, inspire, and connect us all, coming from the living rooms, kitchens, and home studios of the world's top creators. Check out what's playing now and upcoming shows on creativelive.com TV. Be sure to follow Elise Swopes on Instagram and Twitter at Swopes, that's S-W-O-P-E-S, and subscribe to our podcast, Swoops So Dope. I'll have all the links in the show notes. At Creative Live, we believe there's a creator and a photographer in all of us. And yes, that means you. If you're looking to get fresh perspectives, inspiration, or skills to boost your hobbies, business, or life, head over to creativelive.com and check out the Creator Pass. That's our subscription that gives you access to over 2,000 classes, including Elisa's class on mobile photography. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review We Are Photographers wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and a five-star review goes a long way. And if you like this episode, tell someone about it. Word of mouth really is the best way for us to reach more creators just like you. You can stay up to date with everything happening at Creative Live by following us on social media at Creative Live everywhere. And I'm at Kenna Klosterman on Instagram and at Kenna K Photo on Twitter. Send me a message so we can connect too. Thank you again to Elise Swopes, and I'll see you all next week for another episode of We Are Photographers.